Titan. This is the USS Intrepid. Power down and await further instructions. So they're sending over a shuttle of security officers. Coming up, Picard and Riker face a possible court-martial for placing the crew of the Titan in jeopardy. Worf. Do not hold back, as I cannot. Worf and Rafi battle each other to the death to bait a key figure in the Daystrom station attack. Somehow this changeling has been able to completely replicate internal human organs, which means they could be anywhere or anyone. Beverly Crusher uncovers the disturbing reason how the changelings have embedded themselves amongst the crew undetected. Admiral Picard, Captain Riker, Starfleet requests that you submit to questioning in case charges are introduced against you. Charges of what? Treason. And the USS Intrepid brings Picard face to face with an old friend. What does she want with Jean-Luc? Is she a friend or another changeling foe? All this and more coming up on the Star Trek Picard edition of Energize. 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 We're jumping to warp speed with Jean-Luc Picard and the Star Trek Next Generation crew. You're listening to Energize, a Star Trek Picard podcast. Your source for in-depth analysis, colorful debate, and exciting discussions about the final adventure of Admiral Jean-Luc Picard and the Enterprise D crew. I'm your host, Anthony McLemore. And I'm Steve Truitt. This week, the plot against the Federation becomes an unfathomable nightmare when Commander Ro Laren reveals the depths of the Changeling infiltration. Jack Crusher is having violent visions depicting him killing Titan crew members. Can Commander Ro be trusted? And what is her interest in Jack Crusher? Here's a Warp Speed recap of Star Trek Picard Episode 5, Imposters. Titan. This is the USS Intrepid. Power down and await further instructions. So they're sending over a shuttle of security officers. Admiral Picard, Captain Riker. Starfleet requests that you submit to questioning in case charges are introduced against you. Charges of what? Treason. Somehow this changeling has been able to completely replicate internal human organs, which means they could be anywhere or anyone how does a traitor stand here posing as a commander in starfleet posing as if i'm an imposter save your animosity admiral this isn't entirely about you starfleet is compromised at the highest level jean-luc i need you to tell me right now do you trust me yes All right, Steve, <laughs> I'll have to say it's just a, another great episode and a great mixture of action, suspense and emotional drama. Yeah, a, a lot of um, a lot of ennui, if we if you will, uh, some old friends stop by. And, and yeah, there's definitely a, a really wonderful aspect of that in this episode. You. I know what you really are. 
So we come right in. We're on the bridge of the Titan. We're safe and sound after yeah. escaping the nebula. When a person walks onto the bridge and starts shooting and killing everyone on the bridge, and it's revealed to be Jack Crusher. Yeah, and it's such a weird moment because um, one of the bridge people says that that they know who he actually is before he shoots them. And I'm like, what is happening here? Uh, it, it, you know, who is this guy? Who is Jack Crusher? Yeah, and then we find out it's a vision. Yeah, and Jack is in his quarters. He's stunned. His hands are shaking, and his pupils are red. So we've been, you know, playing this out for a minute, where he's been seeing these red vines growing up the walls. Yeah, and you and I, you know, have talked about what our prediction is. He is Picard's son. Yes. So the the guess is that there's some kind of latent. Uh, Borg technology that's floating around in his blood. It's only it's the only logical choice, at, at least for me. Well, that was my guess. I think you know way off in the beginning, and my other thought at the beginning was, I want more this week. Please don't keep teasing us. I I want us. I want something really juicy to be revealed. So we'll find out if it is. Oh yeah, and and there's this voice saying, "Come home." It yeah, come sounds home to me. like the Borg Queen. Oh, you know what? I thought it sounded like his mother. For a second, I couldn't tell who it was. Oh, well, you know, we, we will find out. We yeah. will find out. Captain Shaw, I believe I have something to return to you. So, now that that is sorted, I should tell you that I have already contacted Starfleet, and they're on their way. So, Commander, would you like to face said music stated or uninstated? Stated. I reinstate you. Then we come, we we were actually on the bridge. So that was a, a vision. And so we're on the bridge yeah. and uh, Titan is back in Federation space. Riker, Picard, Seven, and Shah are trying to figure out how a changeling got on board because there are protocols for this. I mean, they, yeah. they scan for this, but somehow this shape-shifting pile of goo just got on the ship. Yeah, and this, this sets an entirely new tone which I don't recall. Now I didn't, like I mentioned, I did. I didn't really watch the Dominion War. I didn't watch Deep Space Nine, but this is a new tone. This is like, wait a second, we cannot distinguish these people from others. This is freaking us out, and it really cast this dark shadow on the on the series. I really loved it. Oh yeah, I love it because it, it takes it to a whole new frightening level. Yeah. So. Riker returns command back to Shaw. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shaw, Shaw's like, great, Shaw thanks. Guess what? Seven. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. The way he does so, it, too. He, he, he knights her, basically, on each shoulder. It was adorable. I bet, yeah, you that was, and, uh, I bet you that was improvised, too. Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I mean, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. But um, in true form, he becomes a dick again. Right. And tells them, I'm going to step out so you can get your bullshit story straight. Right, but because Starfleet's on the way. He's like, guess what? While you guys were messing around, I called Starfleet. Yeah, yeah. But him stepping out, is that uh, some form of acknowledgement that there's some sort of grace that he's given them? Or Well, yeah, I think you don't give up your ship to just anybody. He knew he had to do it. He had a broken leg and a head injury. But he would have stayed on that ship if he was giving it up to, like, I don't know, Pauly Shore or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's not just going to give up the ship to anybody. Um, so there is respect there, but he's also just a, an, he's been angry since he was a grease monkey, you know, during Wolf 359. He's just pissed. Oh yeah, totally. But Picard states that he will take the fall. Yeah. And I, you know, that's what you expect him to do, but what he says, I'll take the brunt of this. I'm like, 
that doesn't sound like you're going to take all of it. <laughs> I was worried about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe How much not. of well, the brunt? I think, well, I'm thinking he's he's banking on the fact that there's more foot. So well, you plus know, that, he that, plus he's kind of bought into his own cachet as being Admiral Picard. He's like, you know what? I think I can handle. I can, I, you know, I'm still Admiral Picard. I, I'll take it. Yeah. We put you in such a difficult position. I'm so sorry. I wish. Most I important is that you are safe. Jean-Luc, I don't think this is over yet. Not by a long shot. Somehow, a changeling bypassed the ship's internal security system. I want to know how. I would like permission to examine the changeling's body. Do it. So Picard meets with uh, Beverly and Jack in the corridor and, you know, tells that, you know, tells him that, you know, the most important thing is that they're safe and he hopes to be a part of their lives. And uh, Beverly warns Picard that there's there's something bigger afoot and that whatever is happening is not over. So, you know, ominous foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. And first of all, the, I love this scene because for the first time they're kind of meeting kind of like a family in a way I, it was a very amicable moment it was kind of endearing and I I was watching the three of them and just imagining you know them together as a family and you know they're all kind of the same height and it's really cute I, I liked it but yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and Beverly's like she's like there's something going on whatever it is it's not good because that changeling got past all our security protocols yeah, which poses a huge problem if yeah. these these because uh, they could be anywhere right now. By. Yeah, anyone could be a changeling yeah. at any given time. So Beverly goes to goes on to do her investigation, and um, Picard and Jack are are left standing there, and yeah. he uh, you know reaches out to him and, and tries to appeal to Jack and say, "Hey, maybe you should join Starfleet for some structure." <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's like that's like any one of our fathers saying, "Get in the navy. You need discipline." Like, yeah, exactly. How, how many of us are going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, Dad, I'll, I'll join the Navy because you were, you know, in the Navy. I, I just, yeah. It, I just <laughs> don't see Jack that re- happening. Yeah, yeah. So Jack respectfully, respectfully, he, at least he was, he was nice respectful, it, yeah. Turns, yeah. turns it down. And Picard was going to walk, walk, as he was walking away, he was going to say something, but he doesn't. So and then, what um, was that? Because I think as an actor, and I've never really been a real actor, but understanding actors' processes, and especially um, Patrick Stewart's, because he... he he puts a lot of thought into everything he does. Was that his moment? Was that a Picard moment? What was that? Did someone say, hey, man, just start to say something? Did we find out later? Because I don't feel like we found out later what he wanted to say. No, I don't I don't think we do. I don't think we do. It's just a but, moment. But, you know, uh, everything is done with purpose, it seems, this yeah. season. So maybe yes. we'll find out found out later on what, what the so. deal is yeah. and uh, as jack is about to walk down the corridor he sees the person that he shot shot in his vision yeah. who says that i know who you really are so just a lot of more weirdness and more ominous foreshadowing yeah and again i'm i'm starting to think well okay this is good but please get to it and i know we're halfway through the season and they will of course get to it um, but I really want to start getting into the meat and potatoes of what's going on with him. Your enemy's aggression will always reveal their weakness. You could have sacrificed a move to reveal mine. I already know yours. It's tough. Impulsiveness, stubbornness, short-sightedness is yours. So we go to Worf and Rafi, and they're doing training with each other, and I just love it. It's very Star Wars-esque. Yeah, they, you know, 
I, I, I'm mixed about it. I, I feel that the, I don't feel a sense of, how do I put this? Like come, um, what's the word? Chemistry between the two actors. But I love watching Worf because he's so true to his character who's been around, you know, for 35 years. And he's, Worf is very funny. He's just a funny guy. And oh, not yeah. without Everything trying to be funny. he says, every line is, yeah. there's not a line that's wasted. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes Michelle Hurd's overplaying it a little bit. Uh, I don't know why, but maybe, she, I don't know. Um, she's not working off of Seven now. It's a different, you know, she's only really working with Worf. Uh, maybe it's new. I don't know. I, I'm not getting the chemistry yet. Maybe I will later. Yeah, but but the thing is, she's the she's going to be the extreme to Worf's now, you know, calm demeanor yes. and approach. So uh, at one point, Worf goes Neo. It starts with the one-handed, you know, fighting yeah. technique. I, I love um, that. That was very Matrix. That was great. Patience, Raphael. Patience, my ass. If that attack on Starfleet recruiting was just a distraction, that means as we speak, there's a bunch of terrorist goof freaks out there planning their next attack. Which is precisely why I requested access to Daystrom Station. We need to find out what else the Changeling stole from that vault. And it Worf gets an encrypted message from his handler from Starfleet Intelligence. And, you know, Worf wants to, you know, go to Daystrom Station. And he is denied, just like he denied... Um, Rafi. Yeah, and it's like, why? So Rafi's, Rafi's like, forget that. I'm going to go check it out. And she's denied, and they want to know why. And Yeah, yeah. So she's really, really frustrated, and yeah. Worf kind of loses his temper for a second. Yeah, that, yep. That's the guy, that, that's, that's the Worf that we all, you know, expect to see. Um, uh, but he, he suggested they go after this this kingpin named Kryn. Uh, it was kind of an interesting choice to make out of nowhere. Like, Oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. And suddenly he's like, well, let's just go after this guy. It kind of threw me a little bit. I wasn't expecting it so, so quickly. Um, yeah. Just out of the yeah, blue. But I guess it, I just took it as there, there are multiple people of that associates of this guy and he yeah. would be the next big guy. Yeah. And I just accepted it as, as being Kryn. Yeah. Um, but, but I wanted to take one drop back. The handler said, find another way. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's I, right. And yeah. I think that's going to come into play later on. Yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah. I think that's right. Um, yeah, like nothing's wasted here. Yeah, there are reasons why um, I think we'll find out later on why both have been denied at various points. Yeah. And so there's there's a real, there's a point coming up for that. Grin, kingpin of the Vlashi Crime Syndicate. Specializes in high security infiltration. Wanted for multiple counts of grand theft, racketeering, and murder across multiple systems. If anyone knows something about the break-in at Daystrom, it will be Kryn. So, um, so uh, Worf and Rafi go looking for Kryn, and they go back to that CD District Seven looking for this dude. Yeah. And uh, you know, Rafi fires a phaser, you know, in the air. It's like, hey, we're looking for Kryn. <laughs> yeah, because Worf said we're the we're yeah. the top dogs now. Yeah, we're the top killed. dogs now. That, that, yeah, <laughs> now that we killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's funny, and then no one responds, and she's like, "All right, that that didn't go very well." Um, that that whole District Seven stuff uh, reminds me a lot of Blade Runner. You know, it's got that dark, rainy, futuristic feel to it. Yeah, very um, much so. I, I like what nice they're touch. doing with that. Yeah, I thought so too. It was just, it seemed like what something we'd expect to see. Uh, is it a good move that she does that? Uh, we certainly find out, but. She really is playing up the kind of loose cannon role as opposed to Worf's calmness. Captain, it's the Intrepid. 
were being hailed on a secure channel. Sir, they're sending over a shuttle of security officers. Shuttle? Something wrong with their transporters? Apparently, the security officer is insisting on a shuttle. Strange. So uh, we go back to the Titan, and the uh, USS Intrepid pulls up and uh, meets with the Titan. And so they're instructed to power down, which yeah. you know kind of rang an alarm bell with me right off, right out the gate. Power down? You're asking yeah. us to power down? What the, what the hell's going on here? Well, well, I think you know when Shaw calls Starfleet and says, "Come out here." It's not to you know greet them with a cake. You know, there's been insubordination, uh, I dare say mutiny. Um, They lied to Shaw about why they wanted to, you know, commandeer the ship and on and on and on. Shaw's not going to just take that lightly. He's going to he's going to, you know, throw these guys under the bus. Uh, So, yeah, but I mean, if I'm Shaw, we know the changelings are afoot. A changeling has been on the ship prior to Picard and Riker coming aboard. I'd be, I wouldn't be ready to just throw those two under the bus so soon because I, you know, I don't trust, you know, I don't trust anyone. I trust the two that, that, that conned me more than I would trust anybody else. Well, maybe so. But what he says to them, they're in the turbo lift and he's kind of humming. Um, and, uh, oh wait, no, we got to go ahead getting ahead of myself. Um, it's, it's clear to me that he just wants them off his ship and he wants to restore Order. He certainly wants Jean-Luc Picard off his ship. Yeah. So a shuttle's coming over with security officers. And um, what's what's really weird about that is they're not beaming over. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. Yeah, but, Why but, send a shuttlecraft? And, and, and this is one of the few, like, on-the-nose warnings that I think, you know, we see now and then, which is th- there's no reason to send a shuttlecraft. Why wouldn't they beam over? Something's up. We absolutely yep. know what it is, and we got to figure out what that is. So Picard, of course, relying on his instincts, you know, leans over to Seven, and he's like, I just need another favor. Yep, yep. You know, we have saved the galaxy more than a few times. And hopefully they'll remember. Or they might remember that time that someone hot-dropped the saucer section of the Enterprise-D on a planet. Or that time that someone threw the prime directive out the window so they could snog a villager on Baku. Or the time that you boys nearly wiped out all of humanity by creating a time paradox in the Devron system. So we go to the turbo lift. It's it's Shaw, Picard, and Riker. And, oh, Shaw is chipper. And he's, he looks giddy. <laughs> and he's humming a song annoying right. Jean-Luc. Right. He's definitely excited um, because they're about to get busted, and he's thrilled about it. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he says something like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even remember what he said, but it was like, just don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, he's just like, yeah, no, he's just he's excited about Picard and Riker, um, you know, getting their come come up ins. And Riker's yeah. like, hey, listen, you know, we we have saved the galaxy of quite a few times. And oh yeah, then, then he, he then he runs them, the laundry list. Oh, yeah, that, that's what it was. It was just, you know, he, and he, he, he hits all the hits from next generation. You you hot. What is it? Hot landed a, a saucer section on a planet. You know, you, you did this. You you destroyed first busted contact the prime directive. Yeah, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, the second yeah. one, the busting the prime directive was from insurrection. Yeah. With, with the Baku. It's just like, oh, my God, he's listing everything. And oh, then, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and as they leave, all, Picard goes, face. As, he's, as they're walking out, Picard goes, those were the days. <laughs> yep. Admiral Picard, 
Captain Riker. Starfleet requests that you submit to questioning. I should inform you that anything you say can be used as evidence in case charges are introduced against you. Charges of what? Treason. So they go to meet this security, this uh, Starfleet intelligence officer, and it's revealed to be Ro Lauren, played by the amazing Michelle Forbes. I absolutely love her. I loved her character in The Next Generation. And of course, she was Admiral Kane in Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. She's always a hard edge. Always. And she was the uh, tough-nosed uh, female lead in Swimming with Sharks with the ah. very famous Frank Whaley. Um, uh, yeah, she, listen, she made Next Generation so much more dense and important and great, and I loved her character. I think she's a Ronald D. Moore uh, creation. Um, one of my favorite episodes is when she and Jordy get phased during the Romulan uh, uh, repair of a ship, and they end up not being able to be seen by anybody, and they think they're dead, but they're actually just in a different phase. Uh, great, oh, great yeah. episode. Yeah, um, yeah great yeah. episode. Yeah, so there she is. She's so- looking a little older. She's looking bitter. You know, she's tough. Oh, yeah, 100% tough. Now, here's the thing. Uh, for those who haven't, don't remember all the episodes of uh, Next Generation, um, Picard mentored her. Yeah. And um, on, a, on a particular mission, mission, she joined the Maquis and betrayed Picard. Right. And so there's, there's ill will there and a lot of bad blood. So right here, I'm just, for me... I'm assuming she she's she's a changeling. Yeah. You know, I just you know, I she flew in and in the shuttle, you know, maybe, you know, the they're trying to escape some kind of scan. I don't know. Yeah. And so that 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 led me to believe that maybe she might be a changeling. She you know, might I, not be who she says she is. I don't know if I was sensing it yet then, if I was getting that sense. I was just surprised she was there and I was trying to figure out because it could have gone one of one of two ways. She's a changeling or she's like there to help them or warn them or something. You know, I don't think she's there to really bust them. At least that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So to be determined. So meanwhile, Seven grabs Jack Crusher and whisk him away to hide him. Yeah. Um, then we come back with uh, Roe, uh, you know, informs Riker and Picard that they're to be questioned and read their rights and <laughs> basically read their rights. And yeah. they for possible for possibly being brought up on treason. And I'm like, treason? Well, what I did think they do that was treasonous. That's what everybody said. It's like, wait, treason. Now, if you're a changeling and you're in a position of authority and you're acting like you're a Starfleet, that's a great charge to charge someone with that you want to get rid of real quick. Right. So now I'm starting to think, geez, maybe there is something going on here. Why isn't it just mutiny? Why isn't it insubordination or God knows what else? But treason. Yeah. Yeah. So my my head is completely spinning at this yeah. point. This is really necessary. I'm perfectly capable of handling all this myself. Your father asked me to hide you with this on. Yeah, so we go back to Seven, and Seven gives Jack a Starfleet uniform <laughs> with yeah. the idea to hide him in plain sight. He's like, so no. he's just like, what the hell? Well, he, he we don't really see it's a Starfleet uniform yet. He's just like, I'm not wearing this. And I'm like, well, what the hell is it? Is it an engineer outfit? I was I, secretly hoping it would be one of those white engineering outfits from from Star Trek uh, to the Wrath of Khan, you know, where they all were with the circle on their chest. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, that would have been great. Totally. 
For the record, the subject is a suspected shapeshifter, a known threat to the safety of the crew. Ensign LaForge, can you please verify for the recording that this corpse is indeed not you? <coughs> for the record, Ensign LaForge has indicated yes. So we we go down to sick bay. So Beverly is doing her uh, investigation, you know, her investigation. Yeah. And um, I love this. I love that that she has her own investigation going on while other investigations are happening simultaneously. <laughs> and this yeah. makes it kind of fun for me. And so uh, they're she and the Titans doctor are conducting an autopsy on the changeling body, changeling LaForge. Yeah. Which funny. you know when she was killed in the last episode, I. I was thrown because she didn't turn back into the liquid state. I thought she had a little bit. That's what threw me. No, for a split second, but then yeah. leveled out as leveled out. Yeah, as well, they, they gave us that. The, the other thing about this scene that uh, listen, I'm all I'm Mr. Star Trek, right? I love everything about everything, but it's a little strange to me that Beverly just assumes command of, of sickbay and the other doctors just not even putting up a fight. If the, if the situation were reversed, I think Beverly would be like, excuse me, this is my sickbay. This is my ship. You can't just come in here and tell me what to do. This doctor's not even beginning to put up a fight and Beverly's not even a doctor anymore, right? She's not even in Starfleet. It's a little well, strange. She's not in Starfleet. She's still a doctor. Well, but you know what I mean. She's not. She's yeah, not. but maybe, but maybe the doctor take, take, you know, is taking a back seat. You know, she is. Well, she is taking a back seat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's true. But I mean, everybody just kind of steps aside, and it's good for the story. It just doesn't. I don't think it really. Tra- I would have loved to have seen the other doctor just at least put up a fight or have a little bit of tension. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the real LaForge. They wanted yeah. to verify that that was the yeah. changeling. And uh, the real LaForge looks at herself laying there, which would be unnerving to see sure. herself laying there dead. Torn apart. And she throws up. Yeah. 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 And uh, um, so, so Beverly cuts, you know, cuts into uh, the tissue of the yeah. uh, changeling, and there's actually blood. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. This is crazy. What was inside a changeling before? Are they just goo? No, it wasn't. It wasn't so much that. Yeah, it, you you would cut them and they would just you know turn yeah. turn. But if but the thing was, when a changeling died, they returned back to their liquid form, yeah. just like the the one that uh, Rafi and Worf had. Right. Yeah. So this is strange. Uh, it, it surprised me too because I don't know a lot about changelings. But they also mentioned something else where they say, um, there. Someone mentioned they're not able to reproduce. Or mimic the internal organs. Well, that looks like that might be changing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, if they if they have blood. What else? What else could be underneath there? So well, yeah, and, uh, and we... so and the question is, the, or the the scary thing is, they're saying they could be any one of us. Listen, this isn't aliens where you see or hear the aliens coming, right? You know what the enemy is. Or this isn't the Borg where they're slowly. Walk- this is like it could be you. This is what I love about this season. Is it, this is real peril. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm creeped out at every turn yeah. because I'm yeah, uh, uh, just like they are. We are as a viewing audience. Like, yeah. is that is that a changeling? Are you a changeling? You yeah. Know, it, you're constantly questioning anybody who comes into a scene, right? Uh, and it's trying great. to figure out whether or not they're a changeling. It's a hell of a way to write this series. Yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. How the hell is Rolara back in Starfleet? Should be in prison for what she did. That was 30 years ago. The Maquis are no longer an enemy. She had a mission to protect the Federation from terrorists. Instead, she became one. So we go to, to Rose interrogation. So Picard and Riker are waiting for Roe to come in. 
And Picard is perplexed as to how she would, how does, how she got back in the Starfleet because she betrayed Starfleet and yeah. joined the Maquis, which was a ragtag group that fought for justice and in the universe, blah blah blah. But they were at right. odds with with Starfleet. Um, and on Voyager, Chakotay, yeah, was He's the a Maquis. Maquis. Yep. Yeah. And so Picard is bitter about the betrayal. Let's just be honest about it. And yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like somebody you invested in, and then they just, um, you know, completely. Spit yeah. in your face. Hey, it was like a mentor situation. He really did invest in her. He, and you know, I remember the TNG days, and I thought you know, she had changed a lot. Her arc over those few seasons, she really became a responsible person. You know, she chilled out, but yeah, she did betray him. And um, so Roe, who's just you know hard ass and and you know not not making any room for anything is telling them that most of the titans crew is being reassigned and they're getting moved over to the intrepid and you know she's like and now i'm going to interrogate you guys riker get the hell out picard i want to talk to you i'm curious how does a lieutenant who betrayed starfleet and her commanding officer get reinstated did you or did you not board the Titan under the guise of conducting an official inspection in order to steal a shuttle? And how does a traitor stand here posing as a commander in Starfleet? Posing. As if I'm an imposter. And so, you know, Picard is like, you know, how does a traitor get back in Starfleet and, and implies that she's an imposter. So right. she cuts her hand. Uh, to show that, that she has blood, you know, which would, would have been the old way of distinguishing right. a human from a changeling. And um, and he notices that her Bajoran earring is not on. Right. And he's like, where's the earring? I thought, you know, that's your religion. That's your whole life. You know, it, to me, now I'm thinking, oh, she's an absolute changeling. Even with the blood thing, because we just saw that um, LaForge imposter had blood. So it's like, we don't know anything. So Picard oh, yeah. just starts oh, yeah. shaking we're, her down. He's insulting her, trying to see if she, you know, would respond to him. It's it's a really good shakedown. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, I'm, I'm sitting there hanging on every word that Picard's saying because I yep. want to see where she trips up. Right. And so, uh, surprisingly... Um, Roe wants to know about Jack Crusher. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah. dun. Everybody wants to know about Jack Crusher. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, change like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So at this point, I'm like all souls on her being a changeling. Find me. Hear me. Connect us. And so we go back we go back to Jack and he's struggling. He's really struggling. He's hearing voices yep. in his head saying connect us. Uh, he has another vision when he walks into the transporter room and he sees the red vines growing as people are being transported out. Right. And he envisions shooting the transporter operator. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like really a double vision. Because, like, the first interesting thing is he sees the people beaming over to the Intrepid and mid-beam, the beam turns red and they start screaming as if they're being killed. And then he, he snaps out of that. And then, then the guy comes up and he's like, are you okay? And he shoots him and he snaps out of that. So he's... Yeah. His reality is really... Not real. Oh yeah, I mean, you just don't know what's real for him, and what, what, yeah. you know what's vision versus reality. Yep. So this is playing out, and it's it's really hard to watch. I had a Vulcan master. He 
taught me about pride. You killed Sneed right here in public. And what did we learn? Pride leads us into traps. So we go back to Worf and Raffi now, and they have met with and are surrounded by this guy, Kryn, who's a Vulcan, and all of his baddies. And I don't know if you recognize this actor. Uh, I remember him from Oz many, many years ago. Uh, I don't know his name. I've seen him in other things. I think he was in one of the Planet of the Apes movies, the later ones. Uh, but I like this actor. He's been around forever. And he plays a good, he plays, a, he plays an interesting Vulcan. I'll say that. Very much so. And uh, Quinn quickly realizes he's smart He's and, and yeah. he's a Vulcan. Come on. Right. I mean, he's, logic, he's already logic, played logic. out all the yep. scenarios in his head. So yep. he realizes that uh, there's a mobile emitter on and Rafi's not really there. Right. And Rafi's in a sniper's position. And so she's taken hostage. So we're in right. trouble now. They, they figure that out because Rafi and Worf are standing there and he just shoots Rafi and she disintegrates. And he's like, how stupid do you think I am? I anticipated that you would anticipate what I was going to do. <laughs> Yeah, we're playing chess here. Yeah, the switcheroo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is this a new species? No. It's evolution. Which means they could be anywhere. Or anyone. And we would never know. So we go back to Beverly in the dock. She has, like you know, gone down to the organs yes. and there's their organs in this changeling yep. and only under intense dissection do the, they revert back to the original liquid state. So yeah. this is really bad news. I mean, horrible news. This is terrible and it's really terrifying. I really feel a sense of dread here. And again, I, I don't know how many times I've felt like not terror, but a sense of terror within a Star Trek episode or show. This is like, Oh my God, this is scary. What if the doctor is a changeling? Yeah. Exactly. This is the worst case scenario. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, well, hell, yeah. that means Starfleet is has been really infiltrated. They're there's everywhere. No, there's no getting around it. They're yep. everywhere now. They are. Yep. They're, yeah. They're, they've put somebody on the Titan, which means... And by the way, the Titan wasn't even supposed to go out and get Beverly and Jack. Remember that. So, you know, when Picard and Riker come on board and commandeer it and take it out there... There was a changeling there anyway. What a coincidence, right? So that just means that there's changelings everywhere just to have them everywhere. Yep, keeping a keeping an eye. So they they are they're completely in everything and yeah. everywhere and probably in every echelon of um, of, of Starfleet right. throughout the Federation. Doctor Crusher, I'm with Commander Rowe. I understand, but I have your test results. My recommendation is you look at them as soon as possible. Send them here. Thank you. Uh, if you will excuse me, this is a private and urgent medical issue. So uh, we go back to Roe and Picard. And so Roe wants to know more about Jack Crusher. And then Picard gets this message from Beverly and says his test results are in. Yeah, so, so smart. Yeah, that was, that was a good move. And he steps away to read the message. And it says, change these now past blood tests. And again, she says, trust no one. <laughs> yeah, which, trust no which one, you know, Mr. so so far this whole episode, this whole five arc, ep- five episode arc has been about him trusting too many people. Um, yeah, yeah. And this episode is like <laughs> got us all not trusting anyone in any scene. That's right. So Picard finally comes back. He's like, "Look, why are you interested in my son?" And you could tell he's suspicious. 
And he just wants to keep knowing, why'd you go back into Starfleet? What is going on? Yeah, you know, Roe explains she turned herself in, she paid her dues, was recruited by Starfleet Intelligence. What does, which the story does make sense because yeah. she, that's the kind of stuff she was doing, these missions. So yeah. um, she worked her way back up. And so they go back and forth over misplaced honor. And I love yeah. this because yeah. now we're starting to get to the core of each other's pain. Yes. And uh, Rose says she wants to see the remains of the changeling. And I'm Which like, oh shit, this, change, this changeling wants to know what everybody <laughs> yes. else has figured that's, out about that's him. That's the thing. It's like, I, she's, I want to know where Jack Crusher is. What's his deal? Let me see the changeling. Like, oh, okay, you're 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 that ghosty image that was messing with Vatic and making Vatic do all those terrible things. That's what I'm starting to think. Like, she's the boss. Yeah, I'm thinking this change is gonna ch- uh, changeling row is gonna go in go yeah. into uh, go into the medical bay and then kill everybody in there and cover up the evidence. Right, right, right. We should alert sick bay that we're on our way to them. Change your plans, Admiral. So we see Rose two security guards. They're searching for Jack. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're probably changelings too. Right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I'm and a changing. You're a changing. You're changing Would you like to be a changing, changing to be a changeling? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. That was good. Yeah. So uh, Roe and Picard are headed to sickbay, and Roe Ro pulls out a phaser on Picard, and I'm like, yeah. Oh no, he's about to get taken out. And she leads him into the holodeck, which still has Picard's bar in it. And she locks the door, and I'm like, What? What? What is she doing? And and Picard goes behind the counter, and really, in a smart way, kind of hits the button and turns off the safety protocols, which is really smart because, you know, something he's probably got a a, a phaser somewhere. And that reminds me of uh, first contact when he turned off the safety protocols when the Borg was on the in the bar. Yep. 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 Because they use real bullets. Yeah. Right. And so, so so Rose got her phaser on him and he just yep. boink, he distracts her for a second. She looks somewhere and he pulls out the phaser and they're just it's a standoff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. Yeah. And uh, both start rapidly firing off questions at each other. Yeah, who are you? I will kill you. Tell me who you really are. You tell me. How do I know you're not compromised? When you first came on the Enterprise, your Bajoran earring violated the uniform dress code. We've been through all of this. Yes, but you claimed it represented the family you'd lost, and I allowed it only to realize it was for your ego. Yeah, Roe talks about her uh, Bajoring earring that, that the he, he yeah, I'm sorry, Picard talks about the Bajoring earring that he allowed her to wear. Right. And you know, when she was first assigned, they go back and forth. And it's just a lot of uh, pouring out of the, uh, their soul from their perspectives. Well, and the interesting thing about this is they don't relent. They're, you've got three solid scenes where they're going, you hurt me. No, you hurt me. No, but what about my perspective? But what about mine? And Picard's sticking his ground. He's like, you betrayed me. You betrayed me. You betrayed me. You betrayed me. And she's like, you don't get me. You don't get me. You don't see me. You don't see what I was trying to do. And there's just this loggerheads that they can't get past. But Roe at least is able to soften a little bit and talk about her joining the Maquis and, you know, calls Picard on his confusion, confusing morality with duty, which I think is a great line. It's, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, it's a, it's so deep. Yeah, and so at this point, because they've laid their emotions out on the table, yes. clearly she's yeah. not a changeling, right. so thank God. Right, and that's how we know. So um, Rose says Picard should have understood... Picard said, Roe broke his heart. And then she says, you broke mine. And in that moment, they know. 
It's yeah. almost like did they like did they get it on like what's the deal here like did we miss something because you know Picard <laughs> Picard's been around but that's in the moment when they put their phasers down and yeah I think I think he, I think Roe was like a child a, 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 a child to him in, in the oh, sense sure. that yeah. a this daughter. is like a, a son or daughter yeah yeah. 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 Yeah, and so Roe reveals that Starfleet is completely compromised at yep. the highest levels and asks if Picard, if, if Picard trusts her, and yep. he says yes. Yeah. So it's funny that you end up trusting the person that betrayed you. Well, it's funny. That's true. And also, remember, Beverly says don't trust anybody, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it, but I'm still not sure. I still have a little bit, but but you know, maybe that scene did wipe that uh, confusion away. I think so, but I think you know the uh, the person who betrayed you is probably you know is easier in this situation to trust. I, yeah. <laughs> I really find it because everybody else I I would really I feel suspect. They would feel suspect to me. Yield, fight to the death. How original. Some of my associates have wagered the Klingon by nature will kill the human within thirty seconds. Others, the inverse. Let's settle the wager. Morph. Do not hold back, as I cannot. Yeah, so we go back to Worf and Rafi. Rafi, we found yeah. out that Kryn was the one who facilitated the break-in at the Daystrom Institute. Yeah. I mean, the Daystrom Station, yeah. because the AI has a flaw in it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he forces them to fight each other. <laughs> what's What's funny to me, and I want to get to that fight in a second, is some yeah. of the things they're choosing because AI is big right now, and we've got oh, something yeah. Chat, set. GPT, set Jasper. Yeah. We've got something set 250 years in the future, and they're they're talking about t- modern today tech like ai you would think they'd get way past that and not call it ai but i guess this whole scene um i didn't love i i i, th- I have a sense that you did because it's like the but i just they start to fight they're forced to fight and Worf, who's a pacifist should have been like no i'm not gonna fight but he does say to her, look, like, just like we, you know, talked about sacrificing, I have to fight you. And they fight, which I just felt was gratuitous and un- unnecessary. I'm sorry. I just didn't think it was necessary. Okay. No, I mean, I, I mean, they had to figure out some way to get out of the situation. I was like, how, how are we going to do it? So when right. he goes so, down, I'm just yeah. like, this is some kabuki theater. <laughs> and so, well, it is because, no first of all, why is, Rafi, like that. Yeah, why is Rafi beating Worf? I, I, I mean... I get it that she's tough and blah, 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 but I, I just, I didn't buy it. I believe that changelings have infiltrated every sphere of power in Starfleet, including key personnel. Ro, how is that possible? I don't know yet. What do you know about the plans for Frontier Day? So we go back to the holodeck and um, Ro continues to debrief with, with Picard. Yeah. Um, you know, so changes have infiltrated every sphere of powered Starfleet. Yeah. And they can't figure out how it happened. So yeah. Ro doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. Not even Not the even captain, captain of the Intrepid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and this this takes me back to, you know, a theme that has been growing within canon for a long time, and that is Starfleet is just increasingly getting broken. And I have not decided whether I like that or not. I I mean I think it's, it makes for interesting stories, but I'm wondering what Roddenberry would think of that. 
Now, Roddenberry would be against it, but here's the thing. The bigger you get, <laughs> the, yeah. the more complex it gets. I the more that's true. The more worlds, the more people, the yeah. more bureaucracy you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's bound to become this way. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, and there are more enemies out there, so... Yeah. Why wouldn't there be be some issues? So right, it's not like Starfleet's it corrupt; it's they've been corrupted by changelings. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they've been infil- they've totally been infiltrated. Infiltrated. And so, Got it. Yep. Um, so you know, Rose says that there had been fleet wide issues, and there was a reason why she didn't didn't transport over. I wouldn't yes. either. Yeah, might get beamed out into freaking the vacuum into space. of space. Exactly. If she's suspected, and then she brings it back to Frontier Day. And she's like, what do you know about Frontier Day? And he's like, I don't know, we're celebrating Starfleet, you know? And it's like, but she's like, no, it's when all of the ships are on display. And we've had 12 isolated incidents of changelings on these starships. And I'm starting to put it together. You know, we had Starfleet Day mentioned the very first episode. This is all tying together. This, something's being set up to happen on Starfleet Day. Um, I mean, and, and, and what the changelings have done is they've put all their chess pieces everywhere. Yeah. So it makes complete sense sure. that when when all the ships are there for Fleet Day, you can take out the whole fleet in one fell swoop. It Somehow or another. Sense. Yeah, exactly. Let's take this to Admiral Janeway or Chancellor Roll. I've tried. Well, then let me. I certainly have some sway. Well, if you can get past their gatekeepers, I certainly couldn't. I even tried to open an investigation, but I was denied access at every turn. I even went to the media. So Picard, you know, asked her, asked Roe, why haven't you talked to Janeway? Um, I'm hoping we'll see Janeway at some point. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? I'd love that. Yeah, it would be great. And she said, I've tried everything, but there's so there's so many gatekeepers. And obviously there would be if there if uh, you got changelings, changelings everywhere. So Roe, you know, tells Picard that she's had a pair of intelligence officers on the ground gathering evidence. And we know who those people are. Yeah, it's Worf and Rafi. She's the handler, which is such a great little twist. I love it. And it's it makes perfect sense now. And now now we really, really, really know she's not the changeling. Right. And it makes sense why she kept saying denied because you, yes. you, you know, she didn't know who to trust. Right. She can't send people into situations where she didn't know who the players are. Right. That's exactly right. It's for your safety. We don't want to compromise the mission. That smell Klingon blood makes me sick. Get rid of it. You work for me now, Starfleet. Klingons never disappoint. How you doing, big guy? I hope I didn't go too deep. I have lost a considerable amount of blood. So we go back to Roth and Worfy. Roth and Worfy. Roth and Worfy. I think that's a (laughs) Thursdays on NBC. There you go. It's it's a new buddy comedy. So uh, so we go back to Worfy and Worfy. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And so Worf is carried off. They check him Kryn, to see if he's you know, dead. You know, Kryn, you know, threatens Rafi. You work for me. You or, work for me. You know, I know your family's around here. Yep. And suddenly yep. what happens? Worf reappears from behind him and just starts stabbing everybody and knocking them down. And I guess we knew Worf was going to come back. He he wasn't dead. No, of course not. Of course not. So they they capture Kryn, and he reveals how he got into Daystrom Station. Yeah. Um, you know, the AI he had a device that exploited AI's deficiencies, yeah. and he's going to give it to them. Right, he's going to give it to him because Worf's got a knife to his neck, and he's like, I could kill you, 
uh, or you can tell me. And he's like, it's it's logical to tell you. And even Rafi's like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I've transferred most of the Titan crew to the Intrepid. I have left you with a skeleton crew. You must make sure that they are loyal. Jean-Luc, you need to take the ship and run. Run? What about the Intrepid? I'm headed there now to buy you some time. So uh, we go back to the Titan. We're with Roe and Picard, and yeah. uh, Roe tells Picard that, that she's left him with a skeleton crew, which yeah, is a great, great move. move. Great move. Because now you've basically flushed hopefully have flushed as many yeah. changelings off as possible. Right. And she's you know, like, make sure they're loyal. Yeah. Make sure they're loyal and get out of here. Run, go. She's going to buy time. She's going to go to the intrepid and, um, make your, make your play. And I'm thinking, yep. wow, that's so brave. She hands him something. And for a brief second, they show his hand and it looks like it's her Bajoran earring. Hmm. Highly significant. Highly significant. So she tells yeah. Picard, that, you know, she wishes that he would look into her heart and just understand that she thought she was doing what was best. And and I think he's finally starting to see it. And she's like, I wish I wish that I had known you. And he's like, I wish I knew you, too. And it's just like, Jesus, she starts crying. And I, I I'm not crying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that that was that was real. That was really good yeah. acting. And yeah. um, and you can just see, I mean, the stakes are high. We're in a bad situation. And. You know, you don't uh, pass up these moments to tell people how you feel. Right. And so she leaves with her security. They're like, what about Jack? And she's like, we're leaving. <laughs> we're going. And they're like, uh, okay. And, and you're right. Now you're right. You were right about the earring, so I'll pick it up here. Um, okay. And we didn't know what she gave him. I, I thought it might be a microchip or something. He opens his hand, and it's her Bajoran earring. And yep. I'm like, yep. And, I, and that's, that, that's a big me, deal. To me, that's, that's like... That's like, here, take my necklace, take my, you know, whatever. This is a piece of me. Yep. Uh, so we go to we go to the bridge, and Picard walks in and informs Shaw, we've got to get the hell out of here. Right. Starfleet's compromised, and so is that ship over there. And, and Shaw, of course, is like, what? You're crazy. I'm not doing that. Captain Shaw, you must listen carefully. We must run. Run? From what? I don't have time to explain, but Starfleet is compromised, and so is that ship. It's all so much worse than we thought. Security. Belay that. Don't you dare. Captain, please, you must trust me. And Picard just looks at him and says, you know, you've got to trust trust yeah. me. Yeah. And we don't think he's going to. We cut to the shuttle where Roe is flying back with this security team. And they place something on the ground, which you know isn't, you know, a hamburger for her for later. Uh, it's beeping and it's flashing and they beam right off that shuttle. Yep. They beam off and, and basically it's a bomb. Ro, are you all right? They know. My security team was just beamed off. They planted an explosive on my shuttle. I don't have time to disarm it. Sir, she's moving away from us. Ro, what are you doing? Jean-Luc, it's up to you now. You finish what I started. She's heading for the Intrepid's port in a cell. Ro, don't do this. I'm giving you what you gave me all those years ago. A fighting chance. So Roe calls back to the Titan, and this was a beautiful uh, back and forth, and yes. I, I just thought yeah. it was a, a very well-played you know, well scene. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to keep drawing on other influences, but, you know, to me, this reminded me of the back and forth between George Kirk and his wife when young James Kirk was being born in, in 2009, you know, J.J. Uh, Abrams verse, uh, Kelvin verse Star Trek. It's the they might as well have had the music going. You know, it's just like she she's going to sacrifice herself. They're like, come back here. We can help you beam you off. No, it's too late. I'm going to head toward the intrepid and I'm going to go for and, take and, out an nacelle. Yeah. And they're like, they're heading for the port nacelle. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and she says to Picard, I'm giving you a fighting chance like you did for me. Yeah, and then part, you know, at that moment, Picard pipes up and tells her that he he does see her yeah, everything, everything and asks yep. for her forgiveness. Yep. So, signal gets cut. Ship hits the nacelle, blows up the nacelle, and the ship starts listing down, which I think is really interesting. Uh, yeah. Just like a ship going down. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. Of course, and Picard is just devastated. Devastated. Yeah. yeah. You can feel it. I mean, he's just, he's torn, you know, just ripped to shreds on that one. And we've had a few emotional moments this season, but this one, oh my God, just you could feel it. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. totally. And so the Intrepid raises its shields and orders them to surrender and lines yeah. up to fire against them. And I'm yeah. like, and Riker's like, tells Shaw, you know, they got to run. Gotta, and he's still standing there and he's like, Liam calls him by his first name. Right, right. Shaw. We need to run now. I can turn this entire crew into fugitives. Most of our crew was transported onto that ship. You engage with it and you engage them. Captain Shaw, Liam, if you still can't trust us, fine. At least trust your own eyes. Red alert. The forge, get us out of here the second the warp port comes back online. Right. We get to go. Right. Because they're like, sir, the Intrepid is, you know, loading torpedo bays and preparing to fire. And Shaw finally is like, all right, let's go. Let's get ready to warp. Yep. And so meanwhile, Jack's walking down a corridor and yep. four changelings appear. Well, two, two at first, right? Yep. And they start to surround him a little bit. And then the other two beam in and his head is down a little bit. And then suddenly as they start to go in on him, he you can just see physically his body change and boom, he's Jason Bourne. <laughs> He's yep. just kicking the crap out of the. Yeah, he takes out all four. I was just like, "Holy snap! What just happened here?" This dude, like, like you said, went Jason Bourne on him. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, if we're gonna go with the Borg theme, if he's got Borg nanites in him or whatever it is, that would also include a Matrix type training, because he's like flipping stuff. He's not using his weapon. He's fighting hand to hand, and then he takes the weapon and shoots him. This one guy left. He turns around and pops him right in the head. Guy goes straight down. <laughs> Old school spycraft. It's a data joke. But what are we looking at? Her entire investigation. Yeah. So then Riker and Picard are talking. He uh, Picard tells tells him that hey, you know, Roe gave me her Bajoran earring, and he said, "Oh, this is actually some some yeah, old Riker tech, knows immediately. You know, spy tech. Yeah. Yeah. He knows immediately. Jump drive, basically. Yeah, that's right. He's like, it's a chip. And boom, all this stuff comes up and Riker's just thumbing through it. And he's like, this is everything she's been working toward. And she died for this, right? She got, she died for all this information. And suddenly there's an incoming transmission. And they're like, should we answer it? And they're like, yeah, let's answer it. 
Who is it? Worf. Worf. And he's like, Admiral, Captain, what are you doing there? Yep, yep. He's like, where's Roe? And, yeah. you know, the looks give it, you know, say it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was hard. Yeah, very much so. You can't hide from me, Jack. I know when you're not sleeping. Your eyes sink back into your head. You look hollow. Yeah. Tell me, Jack, how did you know they were all changelings? I think there's something very wrong with me. So we go back to sick bay. Beverly talks about Jack having bad dreams when he was a kid. So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, so this has happened before, but I guess he got past it. And Beverly, you know, it's kind of like, you took out four people. That's, you know, basically <laughs> she's saying this is a tall order for you. Yeah. And um, how did he, how did you know that they were changeling? And he's like, I, I, I didn't know. That's because he went into that fugue state. He went into that thing that he wasn't even conscious of. You know what I mean? That was, he, he wasn't him. And, yep. and, and finally she's like, what's going on? And he just looks at her. And he finally just says, I, I think there's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know, and it's deep, man. He looks really vulnerable. And it's perfect because we've been waiting with the red eyes and the visions and all this. It's like, okay, what's going on? And that was enough. It was like he just he just went into Jason Bourne mode and now he's scared of it and he needs to tell his mom. And it's it, I thought it was laid out perfectly. It's just what we needed to see this week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just 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 great from start to finish. Yeah, another another great episode. My favorite one of the season so far, and they've all been great. I'm waiting for Jordy. I'm waiting for all the other stuff. Where are these people? We're halfway through the season. Let's go. Let's well, I think, go. I, I think we're all, I think we're all coming back like like now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So again, this episode just absolutely full of fantastic moments. Eh, but there were definitely some that deserve some recognition. You confuse morality with duty, and that, Admiral, is your dishonor. I believed in you. Only when it was easy for you. If I meant so much, you would have understood. You broke my heart. And she broke mine. So, uh, mine, I mean, I just, from top to bottom, I just really loved the the wrap-up and the the complete the completion of the row picard uh, yeah. let me start over you know for me I, I i love the whole dynamic between row and picard it was a, the, a, a completion of the story it ended tragically but you got a chance to see the pain of both of them the mentor and the mentee uh, the mentor felt betrayed. The mentee felt misunderstood, and yes. it, it all played out. And it was just really great acting and 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 drama. And it ended on a, a sad note, but it ended with understanding. And I, I'm gonna—I have a different moment, but I want to dovetail off what you just said because they did something that we didn't see coming, and that's they gave Ensign Rowe a goodbye. They gave Q a goodbye last season. They have been bringing back TNG characters and giving them proper goodbyes. And even though they had them kind of 
during the seasons, there were stories that were never finished, and now they're finished, including Rose's life. She gave her life for this investigation. And so I really appreciate that. I should tell you that I have already contacted Starfleet, and they're on their way. Oh, and um, as a courtesy, because of the harrowing ordeal that we all survived together, I'm going to step outside so the three of you can get your bullshit story straight. Uh, my favorite moment is always going to be when they just vomit Star Trek canon. So when Shaw's in the elevator and he's running down the list of all of our favorite terrorizing moments of TNG over the years with the Baku and the, you know, the Enterprise D crashing. And they're just, it, and there's just always, it's just like, it's why I love Lower Deck so much because they're constantly referencing other shows, other seasons, other episodes and all that stuff. So I just love that scene. I think this actor that plays Shaw is just, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's stealing this series, this season. Um, and that, that was mine. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll jump in on the back of that. I he's a bre- he's a breath of fresh air. I just really appreciate. I, I hated him at first, but then I quickly realized that he's uh, injecting some levity and yeah. um, you know a different perspective. And I really do appreciate his performance. He's uh, he's cool. And plus, if we are going to have a Borg element to Jack that it makes sense that Shaw was a victim of Locutus. It just makes sense. By the way, one last thing. If Locutus actually did have Borg sex with the Borg Queen, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Because, you know, Picard has gotten around the galaxy, as we know. That concludes this episode of Energize, the Star Trek Picard edition. For more, go to our website, www.energizepodcasts.com. And April 21st, excuse me, and March 21st, my book, The Deletion, the first book in the Mindset Chronicles, drops in Barnes & Noble and at Amazon. So please check that out. You can search Steve Truitt or search The Mindset Chronicles. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony McLemore. I'm Steve Truitt. Live long and prosper.